I did a, a little chat with Sam Ward some time ago. That was quite well received. I thought, ah, why not have a chat with Dan? Because I've known you a while now, haven't I? Yeah, it's a fair few years, Rog. When I first came across Dan, I was working for Professional Builder magazine and uh, I used to review products. And your business partner, who it does the did. marketing, he got in touch with me. Correct. And he said, do you want to look at this roofing square? He came down to see me and he brought it down. And to be honest, he's a nice enough guy. We had a good chat, you know, and he showed me the square, but he, because it, he's not a carpenter. No. And I didn't really understand it fully. I mean, I understood it, but I couldn't really see what the advantage of it was over and above, you know, just making a, a template rafter. So anyway, so I did the review on it and it didn't do amazingly well from that review because basically I think by that time people stopped reading the magazines really. Probably. I mean, it's, they've all moved away from magazines towards what we now call social or anti-social media, YouTube. You know, people are getting their information in different ways, yes, aren't they? So yes, without a doubt. That didn't set the world on fire, but then I did a, a roundup of different roofing squares, because by that time I got so many. I got your square, I'd got the Cowley one, I'd got Rufus. I thought I'd do a roundup of all these squares and compare and contrast, and then we started getting a bit of reaction to it. You emailed and said, can I put the square in the uh, review yeah. that you've done? Mm. And then the minute you said you were reviewing it, um, your friend um, had used it, he had a couple of bird's mouths. That's right, And yeah. the minute Steve, you, yeah. you stamped it, your seal of approval on it, he was like, this is a good product. Mm. I think at that point, I still hadn't met you. I know you were busy working and you couldn't I was actually on go. holiday. I was away somewhere and it all come because we advertised in the magazine yeah, yeah, as that's well. Right. So I just thought, well, if you'd come down and shown it to me, I probably would have understood it better because you obviously invented it. And, it. and I always think it's really nice to see the inventor of something. Then I looked at your video that you got on your channel and I thought, that's not great. <laughs> you know, you were a little bit sort of uh, rabbit in the headlights on that, um, that video. And I thought we could do better. So... I said to you, next time you've got a roofing job on the go, give us a shout, we'll That's come it. and video it, and it'll do well for us because it's good content for us, how to construct a roof. That's now done quarter of a million views or something. Something like that, it's nearly yeah, 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 yeah. quarter of so a million. It's, it's steady, isn't it, that, that and, video? It's doing all right. And a lot of the comments on there, a lot of the guys, they like it because we've got some valleys in there, I think a couple of you hips, haven't we? Yeah, you've got everything. So all it the was components. a nice compacted video with a lot of information in there. Yeah. And to be fair, I learned a lot because, okay, I'd reviewed that, but it's only when I went out with you on site and I watched you with the square working on the, the valleys, the hips, all the jack rafter, everything, that I said, ah, now I no, understand. Yeah. And, I, you know, I went away from there thinking, I reckon I could build a roof like this. I'd done a couple yeah. of up and overs before. Obviously, then I knew you. We've done quite a lot since then. The rest is history, you yeah. say. But tell us how you got started in, as a carpenter. Um, I started at just a young age with my dad. I was probably about 10 or so from school, going in on Saturdays, helping him. So and your dad's just, a carpenter? And my dad's a carpenter. He's just saying, you know, I've always looked up to my dad and always wanted to be yeah. at that young age a carpenter yeah. and work along along with him. And I remember saying to you about the nightmare working with your dad and you said, not not in your experience. No, in it your wasn't. Experience, it was great. It was great because when we had an argument, which was quite regular. Oh, was it? Yeah. Once we had the argument, I was probably sulking, but an hour or so later, it's forgot about where if it's me and you, you I don't have grudges or try not to. No, no, no. But if it's not, you know, then you might hold grudges a bit more. But me and my dad, nah, just, it was one of them. So Get on with it. along and he taught yeah. you. Did you go to college? I went to college, yeah. I'd done an apprenticeship, a proper apprenticeship. Oh, so right. With, through your dad? Yeah, he, right. we worked for Rydens, the firm. That, ah, right. So, so I, he wasn't self-employed then? He was self-employed, but, but I'd done it through Rydens. He worked for them back in, in the days. They, oh, okay. they liked to take on loads of apprentices. 
Yeah. So I went so through. So were you always working with him or did you I worked with another couple of guys, but yeah. it was pretty well under me dad, yeah, really. Yeah. So yeah. I worked for Ridings for, oh, 25 years or so. Oh, did you? Long, Blimey. long time. Probably so, too long. So you did some interesting jobs, though. You, did, you sold me, you did Canary Wharf and things like that, That was didn't a different, you? but yeah, on Canary Wharf, that was some good, uh, interesting, fun work. Yeah. Because they've got so much money. We made a load of boxes up once, covered it in Cordec, and it's again a supermarket, um, the precinct yeah yeah and all we'd done it, it was to mock up the seating area they put in there at night the head lady come around looked at it and went i mean it's six inches smaller next day all the core off make the boxy six inches smaller that night goes back out there again and it's them sort of jobs and then she went i want it six inches bigger <laughs> probably <laughs> so it goes on yeah do you know so, i've worked for customers like that just like but, oh but when they're spending millions of pounds yeah. doing a new shopping precinct she wants it looking exactly how she wants it mm. they're paying well, the money so know. she didn't know how she wanted it until, no. she, until she saw it <laughs> saw it in the flesh that yeah. is a problem sometimes people can't read drawings they don't visualize something until no. you do it you fit the kitchen then they go oh i'm not sure i want that there and then yeah. you're moving it around or it says a meter on it but they can't visualize a meter in between the kitchen worktop and the island or something yeah. it's a bit tight that's how you wanted it so your your dad did he work for Rydens till he retired or what? Uh, no, we left. We both left there. It wound up um, early two thousand and one, two thousand and two. Okay, so you had a bit. You had a fair, then, fair so yeah, run. Yeah, long doing, run with them. Doing doing work. other stuff. After that, it got a little bit more interesting because then he was doing more uh, bizarre stuff like up Canary Wolf and things oh, like okay, that. Oh, okay, right. So so you were still doing what what I call commercial stuff, a lot of commercial yeah. stuff. You weren't house bashing. Oh, no, Ryden's house bashing. Then when we left them, it was more... Oh, okay, right. Yeah, no, Sorry, Ryden's stuff was the yeah, house bashing. Yeah, just right. house bashing, yeah. And then once you left them, you went into some bigger commercial Yeah, and just different ventures, stuff, really, yeah. 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 But with Ryden's, we was doing, back in the day, like million-pound homes. Yeah, and then which was a lot then. It was a lot of money which then. Which every home, you know, is like... Yeah, it's a million, nothing, is it, unfortunately, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. But we bought one, Norman Tebbit bought it. So at the time, we'd do a few, and it was really nice properties. He bought it after you'd done it? We built it, yeah, and then yeah. it got converted for his wife. Oh, yeah, because she, she She's in a wheelchair, was yeah. uh, famously uh, blown up in the Brighton bombing, didn't she? Yes. The, the yeah. Brighton, the Grand Hotel that's in it. Brighton. Yeah, the IRA. I've got to say, then, that since we've been working together, you've come on leaps and bounds with a, in front of a camera because it was uh, difficult at first, wasn't it? You'd I get... still find it very difficult. And you know, you say to me, say this, and I get about a line in and I forget what I'm saying. And then I do find it quite... Well, do you know what? The, the problem is that when I first saw you, I thought, okay, he's not really comfortable in front of a camera. But to be fair, Robin Clever was exactly the same when he first started. I think that it's just one of those things you have to get used to. And the, and the more you can yeah. ignore it, the better. But I think the mistake I made was feeding you lines it was just like you're thinking okay so what do you want me to say and really what i want you to say is whatever you want to say yeah i know it's, yeah it's very and then also say so when i'm working i'm thinking i've got lots of people watching this all criticizing generally yeah doing it wrong yeah yeah and yeah. talking to the camera and so it's quite daunting a yeah, lot yeah. of it it's yeah. i find it very and also do you know what working and talking is not for everybody again robin doesn't do that he talks for you know does all his talking and then he does a time-lapse speed-up thing where he doesn't talk at all. But yeah. to actually stop and explain what you're doing as you're working is, is yeah. quite a difficult thing, isn't it, really? Because you're yes. trying to concentrate on what you're doing. I'm always aware of that. I'm thinking, I'm taking up your time. I'm slowing you down sometimes. Yeah, because I've still got work to produce, working for people. That's the thing. I mean, people always say, oh, you know, why don't you film this? Why don't you film that? But it, it is dependent on us 
had fun in places. I mean, well, I've got to say, one of the highlights was when you did the Oast House. That was fantastic, wasn't it? That was such a great and roof if, to do. If you haven't seen that, if you're watching this and you haven't seen the Oast House series, I mean, we put a lot into that. You know, obviously Dan had to do all the work, but I had to drive down there several days filming and, and then Dylan edited it and so on. And um, people, I don't think people always appreciate just how much, how many man hours go into making a video for YouTube. It's a great video. There's nothing wrong with it as a video, but it just hasn't got, maybe because people don't understand what an host house is and don't want to know or yeah. think, well, I'm never going to buy one of those, so why not, should I bother? Not, yeah. But it's a shame when you see that, when you see videos that you do and you think, yeah. I just wish they'd got a few more views, you know. But it's such a great, such a obviously steep pitch, but then with the cow on top, seeing that lifted on yeah. and everything, it really was yeah. some fantastic it was a footage. Glory, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. But I don't know what the people living in it now. They, they sold it, didn't they? It sold. The developers yeah. you were working for. Yeah, it sold pretty quick. Since that time, you've been doing smaller jobs Lots for of little yourself jobs, rather really, than yeah. working for builders. Bigger. Yeah, I've not, not been on site for a while. It's been lucky of just doing jobs here and now. Yeah. Which so. do you prefer? Um, I'm quite liking this because before I was on site, I've been on site five days a week, then I'm doing my other own work here and now, yeah. and it was too busy. So yeah. the last couple of years have been really nice of organising a bit of my own work, nothing too massive, and then a little bit more free time. So this square, yep. right, this is where, where we first met. So you, you, I've noticed with you is that you can never leave anything as it comes out of box like that. You've got that festival top, so you change that, tweak this, put a little bit here. You've always got an improvement to make to a lot of the things that you buy, haven't you? you yeah, think, you're, a, you're thinking all the time. So you've obviously got an inventor's mind. Yeah, it must be. Many years ago when I was fishing, I bought a brand new bivvy. So I've got this whole new pram bivvy system and we're fishing away and it has got all zip on panels. Next thing I got a pair of scissors out and just started cutting <laughs> lumps off. And my friend Mick went, what are you doing? I said, I just don't want that on there. It's just and that was it, it's all coming off, cut it all off. He couldn't believe it, brand new bivvy. And it's the same with the fishing tackle. So that's it, you, you, you customise everything. Yeah, it's just never happy with it. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting though, isn't it? Because I mean, it obviously keeps your mind Yeah, I just look at it all and the think, time ticking over, that could be improved. Yeah, and so. manufacturers, I think they ought to hire you really just to have a look at <laughs> stuff. No, seriously, I, do. I seriously, I'm not just saying that. I think there's a lot of them could you know, because there's things they miss, you know, and I mean, that, that, this this hinge jig, right, let's talk about this hinge jig, because that's been, for you, like oh, you said, 10 years. Yeah, at least over 10, 10 years. 10 years Because I've had different ideas in the past for the apertures, for moving them up and down. I won't go into that, but, and he's thinking that's not quite right for making it all adjustable. And then when I see the, the exclusion that we got now, that was like, yes, got it. I think most of us, uh, at some time in our life have thought we've invented something, you know? They thought, oh, yeah, what about that? Some people then go on to try and manufacture it, do whatever. And I mentioned that I worked for a professional builder magazine for 30 years, and during that time I met loads and loads of inventors. And some of them, I just thought, yes, you're wasting your time here, mate. And you don't want to say that to no. them because you know the one thing they say is, "Oh, you were like the man who turned down the the workmate yeah. or the Beatles, you know, or you know, whatever." So, so they're always like, it's almost like you say to them, "I really don't think this is good." It kind of spurs them on. They kind of, "Oh, yeah, you, you're going to prove you prove wrong. wrong." And and good luck to them. But it takes its toll on them. Sometimes mentally, it takes its toll yeah. on them. Uh, I've seen people who have been divorced, lost their houses 
just because they've been clinging to this invention yeah. like my precious and they won't let it go and they don't acknowledge that it's not working. I'll give you an example, one which was really good. This guy, he got a, an ordinary, not a track saw, but an ordinary circular saw and he'd made a rail system for it. All right. And you could put a length of worktop in it, like three metre worktop or whatever, and this saw was attached to this track that he'd made and you just switched it on and you put it on. So you line the worktop worktop up where you want the cut put it on and then the saw would just fall by gravity right cut through the worktop yeah right all the way to yeah. the bottom so you get one nice straight cut you haven't done a thing yeah so he built this thing and then he said to me uh i want you to come and see it and he was up in newcastle or somewhere sunderland somewhere up that way and i said well it's a bit far to come and see it and i said to him i'm going to be down in coventry at a show um, a trade show down there. I said, if you can make it down to Coventry, then I'll, I'll see you down there. Maybe you bring it, we'll yeah. find a corner of the exhibition hall and you can you can demonstrate the product. And he said, oh, well, I don't know. So he said, I'm not sure I can get it in my van. And I went, really? If you can't get it in your van, how big is this thing you've made? And I was like, you know, where's the market? You know, where yeah. are you going with this? Is this for tradesmen? Anyway, so he hired a van. He brought this contraption down and um, he was really nervous, you know, really nervous. And, and I said to him, set it up in the corner there and, and oh yeah, well give us, give us an hour, you know, to set it up. So <laughs> I gave him an hour and I went back and I said to him, how's it going? He said, oh, well, it's a bit longer. You know, he said, can you give me another hour and I'll, I'll have it ready. And so I gave him another hour and I got around and he was still fiddling around, but I waited. And after two hours of setting up all this kit, he switched the thing on and it cut this bit of worktop down. And I said, that's it, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so it take, takes up half your van, cuts a piece of worktop. And I said to him, well, most kitchen fitters I know, they cut with a router. They just got a worktop jig and they just cut the end yeah. of the worktop off with a router. He said, not where I come from, they don't. They use a circular saw. And I said to him, are you kitchen fitter? He said, no, I'm a plumber. And I went, that's my case. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. But, that, you know, and he was really, and he, and he was upset. That I didn't yeah. really give him a clean bill of health on yeah. it. So your journey, that's been nothing like that. Yours, you, you, has it been smooth sailing for you or not? Um, I've been very lucky. The first couple of years is really slow because, again, marketing and things like that, it's very difficult where you market. So the biggest break was with Skill Builder. As soon right. as we done that first video, then carpenters could see the concept, see how I was using the roofing square. And it's just surprising the power of YouTube. Yeah, and obviously there's some people who hate it, some people who don't like it. Some oh, people go, oh, yeah. you should be doing it like this. Get... What's wrong with a speed square? Nothing wrong with a speed square, is there? The most satisfying thing is when I get gentlemen, got one recently emailed, he said like, you know, I'm a time served carpenter. So he's obviously been doing it a long time, the way he, he messaged. And he's changing his ways. Yeah. So it's the hardest thing is to change your ways, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But what I have learned, and I think we might have spoken about this before, the biggest lesson I've learned is sometimes however you do something, not work-wise, it could be anything, you've always got to have an open mind. Whether you want to change your method of whatever you're doing, but be aware there is other methods and you can take them on board. But a lot of them, they don't want to, they're so tunnel vision. No, we do it like this, that's it. And I just find it quite amazing that they yeah. can't even, don't buy it, but just look at it. I, I, I... The thing I've noticed with some manufacturers is they try and bully people into buying their product. You know, and in other words, they go, oh, you're living in the dark ages. You need to move on. You need yeah. to do this. You need to. I think you have to respect the tradesman and say, if you've done it like that and you're happy doing it like that, by all means, carry yeah. on. Nobody's trying to ram this down no, your exactly. throat. But here's an option. Here's an alternative. Exactly. Consider. But also, say again, not just with 
the tradespeople, just in life in general. Yeah. I think you should try and be a little bit open-minded about stuff. Yeah. And that's just been my view on it, because, you know, where I've been arguing with people on anti-social media, as you call it. Yeah, yeah. And some of them, they're just like, oh, just... You know, Ferraris are too expensive. I don't drive past the uh, Ferrari garage and run in there and go, they're too expensive, then run back out again and drive off. Why don't you do that? <laughs> I'm going to start doing it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? They just, it's like anything. They just make me laugh. But yeah. So. Sometimes they get to you, don't they? Sometimes Every you get now and then, and go, oh, yeah. Come on, mate. But the beauty Give now with the roofing square, because I've sold over 5,000 products, if I was five years in and I'd only sold 10, yeah. then you've got to call it a day, maybe. A bit of self-doubt but, coming in. you know, thanks to you with the sales. And again, that's a UK manufacturer, isn't UK it? UK manufacturer. So, so what do you do? You, you, you sell 300, then get another 300 I buy a batch of 60, actually. Gary likes to make 60. me. He buys 60, so I buy 60. Um, sell those. No, well, no, I normally 60. try and keep a few in stock, so yeah. I try and keep ahead of it all. But what with recent events, getting able to metal and whatnot, we have run out a few times. Yeah, yeah. But I try to build stock up. So if I've got like 100, 120 in stock at least. Yeah. So it just gives me a little bit of a buffer zone then. Why didn't you think about taking that to China? I actually, a guy that I know priced it in China and he was more expensive than... Was it? This was years really? ago. I think I had to buy like a thousand units. Yeah, yeah. Imagine it being slightly wrong and you got a thousand of them. Oh, yeah, no, no. So I just no, wondered, because there's oh, so many people do that. You know, I know people yeah. have got other... You know, things not similar squares, but, you know, roofing squares, other tools. Yeah. China, every time, China, yeah, China, China. Um, you know. And it's great. I go and see Gary. I I get 60 squares off him. We meet in a watering hole, so I have a quick oh, shandy. All oh, right. Have a, you know, discuss life, meet yeah. him, pick them up, and it's a local firm. So yeah, yeah. it works really well. And you're keeping somebody employed there. So, yeah, he's, yeah. So, basically. Because yeah. there's quite, quite a lot goes into that roofing square. There is there? a lot, like, yes. There's a lot of different yeah. components. Yeah. And, or just See, a lot of work going up and down on it. That's what I mean. It's, you know yeah. what I'm saying is, yeah. you know, they've got to make all those bits, assemble them. Yeah. So it's basically a CNC machine working full time in your squares, yeah. almost, isn't it? At one stage, he was full time on it, making them. Yeah. He couldn't make them quick enough. And they're not cheap, are they? The CNC machines. Uh, so it ranges between fifty and a hundred thousand pound. For one of those machines. Yeah. 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 And what was amusing recently, a guy said that he thought my square was out. So I'm sure he's not out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it can't be out. If I'd it? made it in the garage and it could have been out a little bit, but the way Gary makes it, no, it's not out. No, no. So it, it, it's interesting, that, isn't it? It's a, it's a, what do they say about bad work when yeah. it blames his tools? And that's a I classic think, example, isn't it? You cock a roof up, you go, that must be the square. Yeah, square's fault. Good, good, somebody. good craftsman appreciates his tools. Yeah. I think he might have seen hit markings and they're irregular. It's not a set pattern. So that's because right. they come round irregular, I think yeah. he must have thought that's out. Yeah. Well, well, that is baffling. I've never really worked that one out. It's because it just varies. It's not a uniform measurement. No, it's, it's not a consistent no. measurement. It, it's not. It's not proportional. But the, the thing that gets me is if you did that on a conventional framing square, say, they do. They they vary as well. The, the markings get slightly longer on like a speed square. So if you were using a, an old-fashioned right-angle framing square, you set the thing up, and when you want to do the hip, you pull it back 17... The, the, yeah, oh, 17 over 12, I think the Americans yeah, do for hips. Yeah, but that's consistent. That's always going to be the same, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure how that works with the, with the Yanks. Yeah, maybe they just don't care. Maybe near got enough, big, is, yeah, near enough is good <laughs> enough. enough. They're not building a piano. They're not building a piano. Yeah, I'm not, I've never thought about that, but yeah, they always do 17 over 12. Yeah, so that doesn't take into account the no. fact that there's a variation yeah. on it for reasons I'll never, yeah. ever understand. Yeah, I'll just stick to the metric version. Yeah. No, it works. Yeah, I mean, it what works. you're doing yeah. works, you know, yes. but, but I just... 
you know, that's the kind of thing that just keeps me awake at night, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to start thinking about that now. <laughs> Thanks, Roger. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> so, next invention, then. Oh, I've got a few little things, little toys to come out, maybe. But um, the hinge jig, for me, has been... I don't know, where did you start with it? You know, all these years I've been thinking about it, sadly, and now it's it's finally we've got the real one and it works. So that's and that, it's so oh, you're a bit knackered now. You just want to have a rest from it, do you? It, the last month has seemed to be a little bit stressful here and there of just getting bits sorted out. Um, yeah. Not major stress. It's just me yeah, overthinking no, too I'm, much. I can see. You know, I know a couple of little things that you've had to deal with on it, and yeah. you're like, oh no. Yeah. But um, just one product that I've seen quite a few people have said, oh, I'd like one of those. Where'd you get that from? And that's your bevel. The bevel. Sliding bevel. Um, yeah, I've showed it to Ralph, and he's drawn it up, and he's going to produce one. Oh, really? So, yeah, so that should look all nice, anodised, and... Oh, so it'd be a different animal to the roofing square, slightly yes. in, yeah, the, in the look of it. To that, yes. Lots of little measurements on it and stuff. Probably. I'm sure Ralph will be stamping all sorts on it. And your signature, of course. And hopefully my signature as well. <laughs> so, yes. Collectible. And if yes. you want to look at Daniel's produce, his wares, if you like, if you'd like to see what he's got, then have a look at his website and you can buy the tools from there. And also, while you're at it, have a look at Dan's playlist. And if you've got a little bit of time to spare, you want a really relaxing, nice view of the English countryside, the old Spitfire flying through the air. Oh, that's one going <laughs> uh, Watch the Oast House the video, because we'd really like to see that take off. Yes. Wouldn't we? Yes, definitely. Not the Oast House take off, no, obviously, but... that's so <laughs> <on the top. laughs>